The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. graduated from the University of Southern California with a master in specialized journalism and a bachelor in journalism and theater. And I know Lauren because Lauren, once upon a time, interned at Hawaii News Now, right, Lauren? Yeah, not too long ago. Honestly, I've been an intern twice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you're so good that we invite you back and we want you to be a part of the family already. But you've also worked at Civil Beat as well. Yes, yes. I was very fortunate to also be a Pointer Coke fellow, and that was in partnership with Honolulu Civil Beat. Um, so that was honestly a wonderful experience to kind of get the opposite side of things where you're just writing, reporting, um, which is, you know, a different medium than what you use now. Right. And we're talking about like diving into the holidays. And for you, this is, uh, I guess, an especially exciting time because you're preparing to go to the national Miss America competition. That's coming up in December, right? Yes, I don't know why it's always right during Christmas time. It's like the holidays, you know, everything, all the foods, they look amazing and you're just like, no, <laughs> focus, focus on the competition. But yes, it's actually coming up on December 15th is finals night. I'm going to be leaving Oahu on the 6th. Wow. And has it been a whirlwind for you so far? I mean, from, you know, the moment that you were crowned to, you know, just now and, and making a difference in the community? It has absolutely been a whirlwind. I think the job of Miss Hawaii is is has so many different layers and I don't think you're ever truly fully prepared for it until you're standing in the shoes I mean one thing I was I was on a plane today actually flying back from Los Angeles because I wasn't able to find a gown and and I was online shopping and trying to talk to people in different countries and organize something but I was just like I need to go and find a gown and just try things on so I was on a plane today and there was no wi-fi so I was like what am I going to do during this time and I made a spreadsheet of every single appearance and event I've done this year since um, becoming Miss Hawaii in May and I actually just made 100 okay, 100 wow. engagements wow okay, that's a lot 
No, yeah, you have been super busy. And I mean, I guess that comes with, you know, the title and, um, you know, spreading your message. And it's it's been really impressive watching you actually, Lauren, because I mean, well, I know yeah, <laughs> your background. So are, are you, you're with Iolani School? So I was, I was actually a, a long-term substitute teacher at Ilani School. I was uh, the kindergarten through third grade dance teacher. And that was 400 students. And I was coming in like right in the middle of the school year. Um, and it was such a wonderful yet challenging opportunity. I I have to say that that age gap is, is also very different. So just coming up with different curriculums, figuring out ways that I could come in where um, you know, I'm a brand new teacher, they don't know who I am. So it's finding that connection, but also just inspiring myself to to continue to learn and 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 learn alongside them. It was it was honestly a wonderful opportunity. I think you're the perfect person to hold their attention to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it takes so much energy, charisma, and creativity. And you know, I, I guess I'm kind of talking to you about that because I mean, your platform it includes, you know, it's arts for all is what I read and that you hope to have, I guess, this national campaign in, in public elementary schools in every state to adopt something called pop scotch learning. Yes, yes. Where to even begin? Um, I, I guess I'll just start with the fact that art in my life ha has been life changing for me. It it gave me an opportunity to see myself as intelligent. I was, you know, in elementary school and struggled with math and reading and writing. For some reason, it just didn't land. And I remember getting report cards home saying that, you know, Lauren doesn't focus in class or, or Lauren's really struggling. And it was hard having two older sisters too that were very much really good in school. <laughs> so my parents would look at the, my report cards and be like, what's, what's going on here? Um, and then I started to realize that it wasn't necessarily that I wasn't intelligent. I just had a lot of energy. And I started to learn as I got more involved with dance and theater that I really learned best when I was, you know, moving or like hands-on doing things. And so that really inspired me to dig into art and, and recognize that I could compound my, my love for theater and my love for dance and movement within my studies. Um, and that's where I really recognized that I wanted every child to have that opportunity. So uh, starting in high school, I would you know, volunteer at other elementary schools, uh, teaching theater workshops or dance workshops. And I continued that all throughout college. And when I moved back home as well, one thing I did while I was teaching at Elani School was actually volunteering at Olawai Elementary, which is right next door. They didn't have an art teacher or any type of dance programs offered. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, there's been a lot of cuts due to the pandemic that just have not been, um, you know, reinstated. So there's a lot of public schools. There's actually 33 um, states across the nation that don't have a full-time art program or art teacher within their schools. And so I want to fill that gap because I think that art, I mean, it's proven that art is like children are five times more likely to stay in school when they have access to art education, which is enormous when you can get 
kids to be engaged and find this love for learning at a young age. And then also just give them another opportunity to see a, a, a place of success. I totally understand that not everybody loves painting or drawing or singing or dancing. I, I get it. I'm not the best at sports or PE, but just to have that opportunity, I think, is such a feather in their cap and, and what I truly believe can be life-changing. Um, and so, sorry, I'm like rambling, but I'm, 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 I know you wanted to talk about popscotch. Yeah, so no, popscotch, because I mean, it. there is an actual meaning behind that. Literally. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'll talk about it. It's, it's so it is what it sounds like. It is a version of hopscotch. And I'm going to have you kind of visualize this since it's a, an audible storytelling here. <laughs> but um, basically, instead of your traditional hopscotch, these are uh, think of like colorful shapes influenced by popular culture in your unique community. So, you know, I piloted a few popscotches and we've done some with like a big lava tube that you have to jump over and on the side there's pohoi hoi and ah uh ah -uh, and mm -hmm. and the and they're reading this and and learning about their culture while they're moving and they might be spinning or crawling or squatting there's so many different ways to engage your motor skills while also challenging your mind um and so that is the version of popscotch that I believe can be integrated in all of our schools where children are just, you know, outside in between classes and, and engaging um, with their culture as well as their bodies. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, you gave this presentation to, I think, members of a city. Um, Art and culture. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was in like stiletto heels and they were like, we need you to explain this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am not prepared to verbally explain this. So of course I had to like get up and like walk around in circles and hop around the room. Well, that's like, oh, that's no. so good. But so like, are, are they going to adopt it? I mean, cause I know they were listening and yeah, so I'm very excited there, there will, it is integrated, it is in the plans for the beautification project with Aala Park. So they have a huge, huge beautification project that's going to happen with an incredible artist. He's going to do murals everywhere, um, as well as restoring a lot of the skate park and the basketball courts. So that's totally, it's going to be a complete transformation of the space, but also along the sidewalks that are kind of woven all throughout Aala Park, they're going to have these popscotches. And, um, I hope to, you know, continue to frequent the park and talk to the skaters and the kids that frequent it so that we can create a design that feels authentic to their culture and feels authentic to the Chinatown community. Because I think that is so important to really integrate what feels authentic to the space. Gosh, that area needs color and that area needs that kind of energy. I, I, I really love that. I think, yeah, it's craving it. You it, walk it, there it and totally is. I think it will absolutely bring this to life. So that is the one, one space that it's, it's developing, but I also know that this is going to be something that will be integrated in our schools as well. Awesome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so to, you know what? Okay, guys, if you, if I could show our listeners too bad again, that this is audible, because if you saw Lauren's talent, I mean, was dance your talent, Lauren? 
Um, so I did a musical theater number um, that integrated both singing and dancing. So it was I was doing both at the same time. <laughs> it was so awesome. Okay, so I guess like we here we we did a news clip because recently Lauren and uh, other Miss Hawaii celebrated uh, the anniversary of Miss Hawaii, right? Is at when we're yes, now. yes, the seventy fifth anniversary of the Miss Hawaii organization. Yeah. So, um, well, we showed a clip. I don't know if it was a past clip or current clip of Lauren doing her talent. And honestly, we were so like blown away because we we see Lauren like in the office, like when Lauren interned and, you know, that's like the office working Lauren. But then, <laughs> whoa, like talking about like like these pirouettes and, like, at warp oh, speed. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. Like oh, we're, so we're just such a beam of light on the stage, Lauren. We were like blown away. And then I'm like looking at like Kiahi and like Jen Robbins. <laughs> and we're just like, whoa, Lauren. <laughs> you are all so cool outside of the newsroom. Okay, let's just be real. Everybody has amazing side hustles and talent. So yeah, but, but is that what you're going to do for the national? Um, I'm not doing the exact same talent, but I will be doing a musical theater number, both singing and dancing. So stay tuned for that. Oh. I'm, I'm not yet. I have not yet announced what I'm doing. Oh, um, but <laughs> I can tell you it's in the same realm. I oh, will be dancing at the same time. <laughs> Does somebody help you with your choreography? You know, actually, in the past, I have always self-choreographed my numbers and then had my mentors come in and tweak things um, and help, you know, they're like, why is this hand here? Why is this hand there? But I always start with just myself, a room, and a lot of time and frustration. <laughs> I'm just like making weird shape. Um, <laughs> and then something, something comes out of that. And then I then I bring in the real professionals to fix it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then something that um, I didn't know, and then Noli and Brooke, um, this might be new to you too, and maybe some people listening, but I didn't know that um, previously your sister also held the Miss Hawaii title. Oh, I didn't know. Which makes it yeah, so this is actually And that's the first time ever in Miss Hawaii history? Yeah, so it's actually even trippier than that. So <laughs> if we really rewind back in 2012, my sister was like, I don't know, it's just, I think she was at Kahala Mall or something. And somebody came up to her and was like, you, you need to run for Miss Hawaii Teen USA. My whole family was like, what? What is this pageant world? And, and for some reason we got, we got into it. We, she went for it um, and she won and ended up winning him. She became the first, the, the youngest Miss Hawaii Teen USA in history. She was like 15 years old. Fast forward five years later, I'm like 18. It's my senior year in college. And I'm like, oh, kind of want to try that. I'm going to try it too. So then I won the title, the same title as her, Miss Hawaii Teen USA. And then a couple months later, she won Miss Hawaii. So there was this point in time where I was Miss Hawaii Teen USA and wow. she was Miss Hawaii. And then five years later, <laughs> I won Miss Hawaii. <laughs> and so we have double double same crowns and this weird wow. five-year thing. I don't know what the significance is of the five, but I, I, 
I think it's kind of cool. But yeah, as you're right, it is the first time that in the Miss Hawaii organization, they have ever had sisters win the same title. Wow. Lauren, wow. How, how, how do you, what are your parents, how do they support you? And, and how, they must have influenced you somehow. How hard, how, how, how do you play a role I mean, in your life right now? I'm really grateful for my parents because I think they found a really nice balance between being incredibly disciplinary. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There's strict rules in the house, very strict rules, but also fostering this um, respect for what we wanted to do, for what we felt passionately about. Um, I really, unlike my sisters who, um, you know, my, my oldest sister is uh, at Bank of Hawaii and then um, Catherine is in dentistry and I am this little floating artist <laughs> that loves journalism and storytelling. We're all in different worlds and I think it was really just fostered by them being like, great, you love that? Let's support, let's support that love and that passion. So, I mean, I grew up in the theater surrounded by adults. I was, you know, in these adult musicals at 12 years old spending every single weekday night from seven to 10 in a theater. And I think, you know, some parents might feel a little bit hesitant about something like, which I totally understand. But for me, it was like the perfect type of upbringing to, to really teach myself how to, you know, get my schoolwork done if I wanted to participate in my passion, as well as know how to conduct myself and in, in rooms where you have to be professional. Um, and I think that they really struck that balance of being super nurturing and loving, but also very strict <laughs> mm -hmm. and high, you know, high expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was a really, really nice balance. I, I do give mega props to mom and dad. <laughs> I love job, that. Mom and dad. Yeah, it's such a good job. It's, it's parenting is, is tough. Lauren, what would you say? about your sisters? How did they influence you? Because it sounds like you're the baby. Yes. I yes. three well, girls I, in the house. I actually have a little sister that is oh, wow, 12 fun. years younger than me. So yeah, there's four of us, um, oh. four girls, but you're right. I definitely grew up as the baby and the sister dynamic is is honestly pretty traditional. We grew up fighting a lot, lots of, <laughs> lots of fighting lots of mm -hmm. honestly even physical fighting at a young age it was not pretty was not pretty um but as we've grown up uh we're best friends and I think that is something that I can't I can't ask for anything more than that I um you know I wish Catherine lived here of course she's finishing up school right now but I feel such a deep tie and connection to my sisters um, that I'm, I'm so grateful for, because honestly, I've never, I've, I think one of the things I struggled with throughout high school, throughout college, even was developing good girlfriend relationships. And I'm, I'm really not sure like what your paths have been some for some people it comes so easily, but I honestly struggled throughout high school finding solid girlfriends where it felt super supported. So my sisters were always there to lean on during the toughest times. And, and luckily, um, actually, I, I feel like 
really recently in my life, I finally started to find amazing girlfriends, you know, outside of my family. And I think it also comes with a certain maturity too, right? <laughs> There's a, mm. I think there is a competitive dynamic between women that, I don't know why it's like you, you want each other to succeed, but you're also like, is there enough room for me to succeed too? Um, and I, as I've grown up, especially, you know, even being in this pageant world, uh, recognizing that it's really not a competition against each other. It is the greatest competition against yourself. And I, I learned that I, I competed for Miss Hawaii last year and didn't walk away with the crown and I remember that experience really teaching me why what why am I here what is this purpose um and it drove me to come back again for this year yeah thanks for sharing that because I think there is a lot of um you know miss perception, I guess, of the pageant world. And mm -hmm. that was going to be my next question, because, you know, we do have, you know, parents that listen to and, and some younger folks. Um, and if they're ever interested in it, it sounds like it's definitely a lot more than what you said, uh, than a competition. It's really also, you know, working within yourself. And also, I mean, geez, with the title, you get to experience so many things. So it's like learning new things. And, and what else do you have to say about, you know, why it's a good idea to run? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that is really cool is that I experienced the, like the training process in different times of my life, right? So I talked about the first time I ran, which was my senior year in high school. And I genuinely believe that that's how I got into my dream school, which at the time was USC. I ended up interviewing for the school. And without the process of truly questioning myself, I think one thing that people don't recognize is that there's a huge interview portion of the competition that makes you look within. You're like, what is my, what is my 10 year plan? What would I do in a difficult situation? You're just asking yourself questions all the time and it helps you to really get to know yourself. And for me, um, when I was entering college and sitting in the interview room, I, I was lucky that I had thought about these questions and it felt really natural and very comfortable to just be myself and be honest. I cried in my, in my interview after I was like, I, I felt so vulnerable opening up and talking. And I remember leaving the, the room after my interview and I was sitting in the cafe with my parents and I told them, I think I just got into USC. I, I don't know. I didn't know why, like she didn't tell me I got in, in that moment, but there was something about the feeling in the room and the feeling about this, everything that felt so right. And I owe that to this process. And then I fast forward, right. I fast forward to last year and I, I wanted to run for Miss Hawaii, but it was kind of a strange time. It was the pandemic. It was, it, 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 it was an interesting time in my life. And I remember kind of scrambling up until the competition and the week of, oh my goodness, it was the week of, and I was meeting all the girls for the first time in that week we were competing. So we were like meeting each other it was, it was hectic. And I remember getting this crazy neck pain that I couldn't even stand up. It was the weirdest, most bizarre thing. I didn't do anything like I didn't do a crazy move or anything. I just stood up 
and my neck, I couldn't stand up straight. And there's, right, there's a, it's a talent competition and there's a gown and you're supposed to look pretty. And here I am like, <laughs> my head's like, all, all contorted. And I was, and I was very lucky to have this amazing Dr. Chang. He was an amazing Lomi Lomi healer who would come to my house after every rehearsal and try and help me. Um, but it was, I think it was just this amazing energy of just being very afraid. And I remember thinking of thinking about the girls I was competing against, thinking about how they were stronger, they were more prepared than I was, like constantly thinking like, oh my gosh, you didn't do enough to prepare, you don't, you, and it just physically took a toll on me. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for that process because the next year when it came up again, I wasn't sure. I was honestly intimidated by the challenge um, and, and afraid it's, it, it's not always, it's not always fun when you don't walk away with the thing you want. Right. But I decided I would like to give this another shot and I would like to enter with a different intention. And so this year I of course, you know, wanted to walk away with the crown, but more so I wanted to walk away feeling like I had, I had wished everybody success like I wanted us to all succeed and that type of energy changed the entire process for me I was I was lucky enough to actually have some real bonding time with with the with the girls that I was competing with I got to know their backgrounds that you know they were aspiring for medical school that they were you know starting a job at Hawaiian Airlines there was there was it was such a talented class of amazing women that were seeking higher education that were you know first generation in college such an amazing group of women and I remember on finals night thinking and holding everybody's hand we were in a circle and we're, we're sharing and crying and just <laughs> giving our aloha to each other and I remember thinking and wishing I hope we all succeed I hope we all succeed and that energy just carried me through the night. And I felt so grateful that um, I, I was gifted the opportunity to be Miss Hawaii this year. But it was honestly such a wonderful journey for myself, a journey of growth. Um, and it felt pretty long because I feel like it started um, back when I was a teenager. So to anybody who has thought about pageantry or maybe even had a negative view on it, um, I would challenge you and encourage you to view it with a different lens, because I think it really is an opportunity to push yourself out of your comfort zone and grow beyond just what the title is. You, it's an opportunity to grow into yourself, um, maybe fall down a couple times and then learn how to pick yourself up too. Gosh, that's, yeah, that, that was filled with so okay. much wisdom lots of um power right there <laughs> That's and good story. advice for parents you know to to yeah good advice for parenting who you know 
Yeah. yeah. I know it's hard, right? You, I mean, it's, you don't like to see your children not succeed. I, I mean, and, or them, them get hurt in any way. And this is not just in the pageant context, right? This is just in anything in in school, in sports, in anything in life, you want to protect your, your kids and make sure that, um, you know, you, you're providing them with all the tools, but I really do feel like some of my biggest fails have led me to, to get back up again, even, even though it's hard, even though it's hard and it's, it's made me so much stronger because of that. Mm-hmm. And then when Lauren was talking about, you know, if she was in a weird pose, that's because um, she's a yoga instructor as well. <laughs> that's what she meant. So- <laughs> Lauren, okay, so what can we do to support you at, in the days leading up to the pageant? As far as support, I am throwing a send-off party. You're all invited. It's actually going to be at Yoga Room Hawaii and we'll, it'll be fun, music, entertainment, friends, happy food. It should be should be a good time. Uh, feel free to come and say hi. If not that, then just watch, um, follow me, uh, come come down and join me in painting some pop scotches of all over Honolulu, all over our state, really. Um, and and come take workshops. You know, I I often will go to schools or do community workshops that are art based, mostly involving movement, theater, and dance. That's just my background and my expertise. I wish I could teach more, like painting and sculpting. Thing, but unfortunately that's just not my forte so if you want to come and move with me and get creative and, and be weird then that's right up my alley <laughs> <laughs> all right Miss Hawaii Lauren Teruya oh yes. it's been so much fun chatting with you and we wish you all the best of luck and we're gonna give you all of our aloha and love and sparkles and shine and everything just yeah yeah you're amazing. Thank you for sharing Thank the light so and keep, keep sharing it. Love you. Yes, Thank the energy you. and good luck and best. We're going to be cheering for you. Woo-hoo. Yes, let's go. Let's go. All right, Lauren. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.